Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com. Water is a building block of life and an extremely valuable resource that's easy to take for granted because for many of us, it's available in abundance whenever we want. But there are countries where water is scarce and must be carefully managed, especially because the changing climate means the water cycle is becoming less and less predictable. In this episode, I speak with Yasmin Van Milud, co-founder of WaterSec, based in Tunisia, a country where water scarcity can be a daily challenge. WaterSec allows companies to track their water usage so they can effectively manage and reduce their water consumption. WaterSec's technology also allows companies to ensure that no water is being wasted or lost as it travels in pipes. In like 30 seconds, meaning not too long, just a brief intro, what exactly is WaterSec? Sure. Uh, well, thank you, Daniel, for the invitation. I'm happy to be here with you and to share uh, my ideas about uh, water scarcity. So um, WaterSec. WaterSec is born to face water scarcity and limit its social economic impact. Uh, it is uh, a smart water management solution provider. It is targeting uh, businesses, mainly industries that are uh, consuming water or very uh, water intense and the hospitality sector. So uh, what we do exactly is that we offer an IoT device that keeps track of water consumption in real time and uh, connected to a user-friendly dashboard that uh, allows users to detect and alert them of any anomalies such as leaks, thanks to the power of artificial intelligence. So the market we are entering is estimated uh, in 2021 to $13 billion and estimated to reach 21 billion. So we are making money by selling our IoT devices and the annual dashboard subscriptions. Great answer, thank you. That's, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's fascinating. And so the, the point is to understand basically how, it, if a business is using X amount of, what is it, cubic meters of water per- yeah, or liters, yeah. Or liters of water per day or per week or per month, if one week, for instance, there's a huge increase, your WaterSec will be able to determine, well, it'll, it'll be able to see that and it'll alert you through the dashboard and it'll say, hey, something's going on. This is way different than what we normally see. 
Exactly, and it will not wait the entire week. So, uh, for instance, we are trying to do, to be more granular. So we will be able, if one process, for example, is consuming more water than the other process, so we'll say, well, check out that process. It's over consuming water. Uh, so it we will be able to alert in a, on a daily basis, sometimes even hourly basis. It depends of the industry and what it requires, but we will be as precise as possible. A week, it's way too long. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying. And if, if we just... Um... If we just take a quick step back and take a look at what the situation is in the first place that brought you to this point of creating this company. So what is the current situation with water, both in Tunisia or sorry, actually, before I say that, how shall, shall I pronounce the name? Because in the UK, they say Tunisia. In the US, they say Tunisia. Both works, whatever you feel comfortable pronouncing. What do you say? Tunisia. Tunisia. Yeah. Then I'll say that. Okay. So yeah, if we, so if we take a quick step back and just take a look at how we got to this point, what is the current situation with water in Tunisia and not just in, in the country, but also in the MENA region, uh, meaning Middle East and Northern Africa uh, in general, what, what is going on with, you mentioned water scarcity. Um, to me, the word, the name water sex sounds like water security. So what is this? What is going on right now with water uh, in Mina? So uh, the Mina region is one of the most water scarce countries. Like it has uh, one of the most uh, water scarce country from the world. Um, so what's happening is that uh, we have shortage of waters uh, that is increasing over time. And so we will no longer be able to uh, have water in the near future. Sometimes in summer, we don't have water. This year, for example, in Tunisia, uh, we had uh, water shortages and even in big cities uh, day on a daily basis. Uh, and this, this is only a start. So this is happening also in different countries of the MENA region. And if we don't act soon, it will be, get more and more, um, like it will be uh, an issue. And we are talking about a GDP loss of uh, six to 14%. It was estimated by the FAO. Uh, so this means job losses, uh, food shortages, uh, famines, uh, conflict within countries and between countries as countries actually share underground water reservoirs. Um, we are talking also that uh, poor and marginalized groups will be uh, on the front line of this water scarcity issue and they will no longer be able to provide uh, good health or maintain uh, jobs and so forth. So this is a growing issue and it's it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, water security is one of those things that I think many people can take for granted, um, but it's water is, aside from oxygen and air, water is the next most important thing. Um, you can't, people can't survive without water for very long. Uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure, I would imagine, um, and a lot of 
but there's a lot there's a lot on the line here if the water isn't properly managed and so from from your understanding where where is this water scarcity and and these water shortages what's the cause of it nowadays we are over consuming in comparison of what we actually have as a body of waters um, and we have also a governance issue uh, when it comes to water. So basically, these are the two root causes of uh, water shortages and water scarcity in the region. And so with that in mind, what does WaterSec do? Uh, I mean, if you're if there's an overconsumption, um, if there is, uh, yeah, I mean, what exactly, how does WaterSec come in and, and I suppose, solve these challenges? Okay, so basically mismanagement is a direct uh, consequence of these root causes. And what we are trying to do is to optimize the water consumption because basically we cannot manage anything we don't measure. And we are relying on technology uh, combined with behavioral science to actually shape a more sustainable consumption behavior. Um, so thanks to the power of AI, we will create consumption patterns of different industries. And as we are growing, we will have patterns per industry. And so this will guide each consumer to actually, while comparing to its community to consume less, just as a challenge to actually uh, do better or be competitive, uh, improve their processes and make sure they are more efficient. Which industry, out of curiosity, uses the most water in Tunisia? So basically, uh, when we are talking about specific industry, we will say uh, textile industry, pharmaceutical industries, uh, they are really consuming a lot of water. Um, we, we also think that agriculture also consume a lot of water. Uh, right now, we, we are not targeting the agriculture businesses, uh, but it's, an, it's in our uh, scope because uh, it needs more, um, how to say it, more work to reach them. And so as a starting point, we will reach industries that are uh, have um, an incentive a financial incentive to to make that work and then we will move to the agricultural industries so really the and this is uh, it sounds to me like why why you're focusing on businesses rather than individual consumers because businesses are the ones who are using the most amount of water and they're the ones who are actually uh, causing water shortages for for individuals and for everyone else. Is that a fair understanding or is it not quite like that? Yes, so it's, uh, it is right. So you're right. Um, industries are consuming much more uh, water. And so to actually, um, as a starting point, this is the, the, a good starting point to have an impact but we are not leaving out individuals. As we are growing as a company, we intend to democratize water, uh, so smart water monitoring solution. Um, I will I repeat that if you, if you allow me. So uh, you are right. 
but we are not leaving out uh, individuals. We intend as we are growing to reach individuals and to make sure that they are optimizing their water uh, consumption as well. Understood. And um, so, is the, so is the the idea that basically because you can manage, uh, well, as you as you rightly said, you can't manage what you don't measure, or put another way, you you can only manage what you do measure, and so so just by the simple act of starting to measure consumption. Um, companies and, and eventually people will be able to start putting together a plan of action of how to reduce their consumption. Because, you know, if, if like the textile industry, for instance, I imagine that, um, I imagine that there's just a certain amount of water that's required in order to make textiles. Um, so is the idea that using the water sec technology and by, by very carefully measuring the amount of water that they're using, uh, it's going to encourage a textile manufacturing plant, for instance, to become more efficient with their water consumption and, and find innovative ways to perhaps change the process so that they use less water? Well, first of all, they live in the country. So they are seeing water shortages and they are aware of the problem. It's not a matter of will. It's, it's a matter of how to do it. So most, most in, in the region, even though it's the most water scarce, we don't have that many uh, water, smart water monitoring or management solution providers. And so in Tunisia specifically, it's the same problem. So today it's not a matter of will, but it's a, it's a matter of how to implement uh, or improve uh, efficiency of processes. Um, so actually our first uh, uh, adopter of uh, the solution is a textile industry uh, and uh, they are willing to actually uh, improve their processes um, because they know if they continue this way, it will, they will reach a point or where their businesses will be completely disrupted just because there is no more water. So they have to prevent that from happening by optimizing their water consumption. That makes sense. So they, yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying, because this, this affects them directly on a day-to-day -day basis. And, um, and so with all of that in mind, you... Water set comes in, you come in and, and you you tell them we have this IoT solution, Internet of Things. We have this um, artificial intelligence program that allows us to monitor or allows you to monitor how you're using water, um, and and so then they they so then what what happens? They say yes, we definitely want to monitor. Um, what exactly is the innovation that that you've created? Uh, are there actually pieces of hardware that you install in certain places? How does that work? Well, right now we have uh, two uh, products. So the first one is uh, it, it's integrated uh, in the it's an IoT device that will be integrated in the plumbing, and so it will track. Uh, it's a flow meter, so it will track the water monitoring 
uh, and it's uh, communicating with uh, the dashboard in real time. So we will have the data in real time. And so they will be able to see and follow their water consumption in real time. And then we have uh, a new device that is actually uh, making any type of meter smart. So it will, uh, it has a camera integrated in it. So it's no plumbing necessary. It's self-installed, very easy in less than five minutes. <laughs> uh, so with this device, any meter actually, traditional meter as we see them in many industries, uh, they will become smart. It will read directly from uh, the, the meter and as the meter is moving, it will increment itself and, and it will communicate the data to the dashboard. And this way they will be able to keep track of their water consumption. And as I said, it's the more, um, the more we monitor uh, inside the industry, so that, which means that uh, the more we, um, we have uh, ways of comparing the production of one process to another, the better we, we can detect anomalies and make sure to have to, for example, uh, alerts of the needs of preventive maintenance. If, for example, uh, one process is over consuming water or uh, a leak or whatever the problem is that require attention from the end user. That makes sense. And one thing we, we haven't touched on yet um, is water waste um and mm -hmm. and leakages in pipes and just along the steps of moving water from one place to another uh, so what before we go into into the solution that watersec provides first of all how bad is water waste uh in perhaps well let's start with where you are in tunisia i mean is is water wastage and water leakage is it a big issue well, uh, how to say it? So we don't have official data, actually, which is actually even um, even more how to say it, uh, worrying that we don't have official data about uh, how much water distribution uh, is going to waste or into leaks, uh, but many articles and uh, studies uh, that were uh, communicated shows that we can account for around 40% of water leaks in the distribution system. But it's not an official source. So uh, I, I cannot really uh, say it with a lot of confidence, but it's trustworthy source enough. Um, and um, which is really very scary and shows the need for more transparency and accountability and uh, smart actually uh, water solutions and innovation in our distribution system. So just, and I agree with you um, that, yeah, I think it's important to be able to, to monitor every step along the way in, um, in this kind of a, a system, but ju just to make sure that we're on the same page about what that number means. So if I have a hundred liters of water that's moving from one place to another, what 40% means is that 
actually 40% of that water. So 40 liters will disappear through leakages and waste before it reaches the end point. Yes. So half of, well, let's not, let's not go overboard, but almost half of the water just is wasted and gone. Yes. This is, this is like number that were communicated at several times by different sources. But it's but officially they were not communicated. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not an official the ministry. Yes. Understood. Yeah. Not an official, but that's kind of the uh, the estimates that have sort of been circulated. Exactly. And okay. Well, that's that's ins that's crazy because if <laughs> it's crazy because if you're already in a place with water shortages, then the last thing you want is to waste any of it, but 40% of it on top of everything goes to waste. And so uh, I would imagine that if there's any problem that water or water sec can really step in and, you know, make a big impact, it would be in changing or in, in improving that percentage and going from 40 to 30 to 20 to 10 to zero eventually. So no yeah. water, there's no water leakage. So how does water sec, how can water sec um, actually make a positive impact and, and change that number? Assuming it's, it's correct. Let's just assume that it's close enough. How, how what can, what is water sec doing to actually make that um, to reduce the amount of water that's wasted? Well, we hope this number is not correct. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, First hopefully it's a lot less. <laughs> and we intend and we hope uh, once we have, uh, we are at a mature stage and we can cooperate with uh, the distribution uh, network, water distribution network uh, company, uh, which is, we have one national distribution network company. Uh, so we intend to partner with them and try to actually uh, build smart water monitoring solution uh, for our network to actually detect better these type of leaks and be able to prevent uh, other leaks from happening and to improve the maintenance of the infrastructure itself. Can you just um, share a little bit more on how that would actually work? Because it's fascinating. I mean, how will you be able to tell that there's a leak somewhere? Because I, I would imagine, even if you're in a city, you know, there's so many pipes. How can you possibly find where there are leaks, especially if there are leaks everywhere? How, how will you know where there are certain, shall we say, hot spots, you know, specifically places where it's really bad? Or, um, I mean, yeah, how, how can you possibly track that? Well, that's because we have so many pipes actually uh, that we can track that. Uh, so patterns, uh, we, we will have patterns of water consumption in different regions and according to the type of population, whether it's businesses or, or households or a mix. So a certain pattern of the consumption of that region and the, these distribution pipes will be predefined along the way, with time, of course, it will not happen day one, but it will take some time. And after that, once the, the algorithm is mature enough and have enough data, so it will be able to detect any sort of abnormal, abnormal behavior, any type of overconsumption that uh, is not 
normally uh, detected. So this is how it works. It's, it's as simple as within industry, it will be just scaled up. Amazing. I think, um, yeah, that, that to me seems like the, the first priority is to find those areas and, and solve them. Um, I suppose the, the next challenge is once you, you find them, it's actually to have the resources and, and everything required for, you know, for instance, the National Distribution Network Company for them to actually go and fix those leaks and actually take action on the on the data because data is only as good as as the action that you take on it um exactly and and so with i mean with all of this with these challenges that that you're facing and clearly the innovations that you're making are are really important and uh moving things forward what are some of the major achievements that watersec has accomplished uh since you've launched well right now we have two products so we, the, the company was founded a year ago, and we are proud to have two babies. Congratulations. <laughs> two Thank you. We have installed so far 70 uh, endpoints, so 70 devices. Amazing. And we have three early adopters. We have uh, uh, within uh, the hospitality sector and the textile industry and in discussion with uh, other uh, big industries. So we're very excited about, and we have been able to establish international partnerships. So all good, <laughs> all good news. Fantastic. Very I, promising. Yeah, and congratulations. It sounds like in, a, in one year, you've accomplished a lot already with, uh, first of all, it's a lot, it's a lot to organize when you launch a company to first come up with a product idea, test it, actually create it, you know, scale it up, up, meaning have enough product to sell and all simultaneously getting new clients and doing that all within one year is it's, it's a lot. Um, I'm personally really thrilled to hear that you're also going international because it sounds like, um, you know, Tunisia has its, has its issues, but, uh, you know, it's not the only one in the MENA region that where water scarcity is a big concern. Um, and the MENA region isn't the only area with water scarcity challenges. So hopefully this is a, an innovation and a, and a product that can be used around the world to really make sure that water is being appropriately used and not wasted. Um, and also that, um, I forgot what I was going to say. So maybe we'll just stop it there. But um, so the next, the next question I have is, is um, looking into the future. So what and, and Yasmin, we'll, we'll break this question up into two sections or else it's, it's just too much. So, um, so you just mentioned you have two babies uh, with your two products. Uh, what are the two, sorry, let me start that again. So you just mentioned that you have two, two products. Um, you've only been around for a year, but I'm sure you have big plans. What are some future innovations that you're working on or that, you, that you'd like to see WaterSec uh, get into? Well. We aspire to become a marketplace for smart water management solutions. And with further expansion and more in point installed, we really want to become a water data provider. So to be able to actually, by providing this data to make actions and to make a change, uh, because what we need in the MENA region is transformational change, not just simple action. And we want to be an actor uh, in this area. 
when it comes to the water industry itself, well, we, we hope to really uh, see more transparency and accountability in the water management uh, at the national scale. So the more innovation we have uh, in place that will hire uh, and increase the integrity of water management uh, in the country, the better we, we will be. Um, and we can only hope for that. Absolutely. Out of curiosity, and, and maybe we won't include this part in the episode unless you think it's a good point, but I'm, I'm just really, this is my personal interest. Um, is there any interest or chance that WaterSec would want to actually get into, let's call it the, the hardware space of actually fixing things? So just going back to the leakages, I mean, if 40% is a real number, that is... Even even in a country where water security is not a problem um, or water scarcity is not a thing, the amount of resources wasted is just it's it's um I would say it's um, I forgot the word I'm looking for, but it, it you just it's crazy. It, it's um you know what like if I were a business and it turns out that forty percent of my product just falls out of the truck every single time we ship that that's completely not okay so my question i guess for you is would watersec have any interest in saying to for instance this national distribution network company we have determined that there is 50 places in your network where there's some severe wastage we can provide and deliver the service to actually fix those issues for you we have um you know we have plumbers or whatever, we have teams, we have connections to pipes and to, um, you know, tools, we have everything we need. And just off the back of the, off of the, off the back of the data that we found, we can go and fix these problems for you. And we can do it today at perhaps a reduced price because you're a company, uh, because you're, you're our client. Is there any interest in that, and, and like I said, we can take this part out of the podcast, but I'm just, I think this would be such an opportunity for WaterSec. Well, the good thing is uh, that we, as a founding members, we came together really with one mission is face water scarcity. And we are very flexible. Uh, so whenever we, we see an opportunity, we don't hesita hesitate to seize it. So if we find that this specific um, area needs attention and we can and we have the resources to actually do it, I don't think that we will hesitate any, that um, uh, we, we will hesitate to actually take that uh, on our hands and actually make something about it. Uh, one question that I'd like to ask is if there are any sustainability leaders that you admire or maybe a book or a podcast or a TV show or a movie that's about either water security or water scarcity or, or maybe sustainability or just the environment overall that, that you can rec recommend. I actually like uh, a podcast, uh, the World Resources Institute, uh, WRI. Uh, 
uh, it's a really cool podcast and it tackles um, both the environment, the social aspect and the economic aspect. Uh, at each episode, it brings an idea into action. And it, it's, it's really a, a great podcast that probably people that follow you will enjoy. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you very much for the recommendation. And speaking of people who, who are listening and, and uh, for me as well, you know, what, what can, what can we do on a daily basis to be, I mean, we can say broadly speaking, we can talk about what can we be do to be more sustainable, but I'm, I'm actually specifically more interested. What, what can we do to save water on a daily basis? What are some, some ways that, you know, if, if someone lives in a water scarce region or, or not, what can we do to, on a daily basis to have more water security? Well, uh, it's, it's, very basic and very simple but not so many people do it is just to close the tap whenever you're not using it (laughs) so for example when you're brushing your teeth why keep the tap flowing uh, the water flowing or when you're shampooing your hair or lathering your body (laughs) so uh, these kind of gesture that leaving the water running is It seems priceless, but it's not. Um, uh, Other than that, uh, it's it's, uh, when washing your clothes, uh, the machine shows the short cycles uh, and actually um, integrating uh, the, the, I I don't, I forgot the the name, the mitigator. You know, when you're trying to, I will leave it to that. Three things, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was thinking of the, the, the special tab that uh, you, you know, that you don't have to thinky, um, but I can't find the word. Oh, you mean it's, um, it's not a cold and a hot yeah, water, it's, it's just one integrated. integrated. Yeah, and, yeah, it's integrated, and so it's easier to, to actually um, to select the lower flow, and so it consumes less water rather than two separate I, taps. I don't, I can't find the words to say that normally without my hands doing that. <laughs> okay, that's why we have YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I think... I think those are they're, the nice thing about what those rec- four recommendations, but the nice thing about those three recommendations is that they're very simple. It doesn't require any extra anything, you know, it's just, it's just slightly changing your habits a little bit. And if everyone does it, it can make a really big difference. And, and I think that's what's really important. And something that we talk about at Sustainability Champions all the time is that everyone can have an impact, even if it's small. Um, but if a lot of people get involved and take action together. If you have 8 billion people who all stop turning the water or turn the water off while they're brushing their teeth, that's gonna add up to a lot of water saved. So um, really great, uh, really great recommendations. And finally, where can people learn more about your work? We are present on social media with the name WaterSec uh, and our website is water-sec.com. Uh, through our website, they can request a demo 
and we will be happy to provide them with more details about our solution and all the features that we offer. Amazing. Well, Yasmin, thank you again very much for your time. I, I think what you're doing is, first of all, the way you're doing it is really cool and fascinating, but all, the impact that you'll have on a social, on an economic, uh, and ultimately on an, on an environmental basis as well is amazing. And I, I wish you and the team at Watersec the best of luck. Uh, it sounds like you have a, a very bright future ahead of making a lot of impact. And I, I really hope to see your solution all over the world, uh, but especially starting in, in places that need it the most where water scarcity is a, is a challenge. So best of luck. Thank you so much for your time and looking forward to, to hearing about WaterSec uh, more in the future. Thank you again for the invitation. It was a pleasure to be with you and to answer your questions. Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com.